everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fingers Crossed. I feel like I just channeled like a personality that I didn't know I had of like I love her. an announcer. She's <laughs> ready. She's ready. Hello, going, hello everybody. <laughs> and the horses are out of the gates and they're running in and they're one, two, three, four, and we've got a lucky number choose to win hey, over on the left. And that's Kentucky Derby. I think that happened this week. So it's very it culturally really? relevant. I got a notice. I get like N- uh, NY Times. Why did I call it that? New York Times. NY Times. I, I love the NY Times. <laughs> I think I'm just a robot that's like been programmed to do this intro right now. Um, I think it comes up as NY Times on my watch, but I get alerts for every random like breaking news thing, mm. even if it's completely just not relevant to the kind of news that I follow. Yeah. And it was like, so-and-so biscuit wins the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> like the name of the horse. And I don't know anything about the Derby. So I'm so sorry if I'm offending people who are really into that. Um, and I don't even know the horse's name. So no disrespect to the winning horse, but there was a Derby and a horse won. And some people probably won a lot of money or lost it, but I was not one of them because I didn't bet on it. Imagine just like betting on the Kentucky Derby for fun and never even watching it. I I should do that. Maybe next year. Well, I actually went to the horse races (laughs) once. The ones, not the Kentucky Derby. In Orange County. But, um... Now where Was are it they? California? It's like yeah, it's like an outer LA, I think, uh, or somewhere oh, okay. Orange County ish. I don't know. Um, but there's I a big. Like horse- I've heard of that? Yeah, there's a big horse race track, and I went in college. We we're like, oh, we're gonna be posh, and we all like dressed up. Did and- you wear your like? <laughs> we wore like hats, and like we all went to the like horse races, and we're like betting. Not that we had any money, so we bet like five dollars. And the reason I said lucky shoes to win as my horse example in my announcer voice I just did was because I bet mm-hmm. on a, sh- a horse. I almost said I bet on a shoe. I bet on a Name horse. <laughs> You can lead a horse to water, but you can't. But make you can't put shoes, shoes on. Fit. Um, <laughs> but I bet on a horse named Lucky Shoes to win because I was like, who would name a horse Lucky Shoes to win? Like that's its whole name. And I was like, I, mean, I feel like you told me this. I, that just unlocked a memory. Yeah, Lucky Shoes to win, and then he won, right? He won. Yeah, he was. The odds against him were thirty-two to one. And so I put $2 down on Lucky Shoes to win because I was like, I don't have a lot of money to spend, but I'm just going to put $2 down. Odds were 32 to one. He won. So I won $64. You know what? We love a good underdog story. And you know what else is a good underdog story? A girl moving from a small town to the big city. What a segue. (laughs) How's that for a transition? Incredible. Today on Fingers Crossed, we are talking all things small towns big cities moving from one to the other and everything in between so and it's an interesting like. one we honestly get these kind of questions a lot like i'm surprised at the amount of people even just in like my personal dms and stuff and whatnot i mean we talk about a lot of issues and you know 20s relevant topics that are related to this like moving and starting a new life and careers and all that um and oftentimes it involves moving to a new city or elsewhere relocating to somewhere that's just a different kind of experience Mm -hmm. and so we wanted to answer some of those in today's episode and just talk about it so yeah and it's kind of fun because christy did grow up in a small town when i say that i keep thinking i grew up in a small town it's not like what is that small town sounds like country i think it's country or no it might actually be rock you just sing it in a country voice i just sing a lot of things in a country voice it just happens to me i don't know it that wasn't me it was your anyway but um christy grew up in a super small town and i grew up in the city i didn't grow up like in a high-rise building in the city city like i'm not london tipton but i um grew up in portland proper so it's kind of like i feel like we definitely had a very suburb right Eh, wasn't i call it a suburb like well, like window? the house you visited, but that's not where I grew up. I, I lived in a different oh, house oh, until I okay. was 13, right. which I guess it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. When does the city become a suburb? When does a neighborhood become okay, a suburb? This is one thing that I did want to say in this intro is that all of this is so extremely relative. So when we say like Christy grew up in a super small town. Okay. Yeah. There's probably a lot of other people who grew up in a town of, you know, a hundred people. And that's even, you know. 15 times smaller than mine so it's completely relative and we say like moving to a big city and it's like yeah i live in new york where there's eight million people but you know seoul south korea is a much bigger city so we're talking about this in our experiences as always and involving yours as well in the dms in the fingers crossed pod instagram input section which is still the dms and question boxes so um that is kind of the scale we're talking about so of course it's completely relative different countries different places and we're just kind of going to get into our experiences of moving from a small town to a big city and back even or though neither versa. of us have moved back so but it's fun we're going to talk about people who have also but until stories. then shall we do the daily update the life update the lemons got any citrus yeah 
Um, got citrus instead of got milk. I just thought at this very moment that I have not thought about it at all. Do you have anything? <laughs> like, what even happened this week? I feel like this week was such a blur. It's honestly been, like, it's picking up to be a really busy season at my work. So it's been just, like, very much involved and, like, doing extra hours and stuff because we have a lot of events going on and mm-hmm. leading up to, like, theme stuff. Um, so at the UN, there's, I was talking about this with my friends today. Uh, there's just, they love, not love to celebrate, but there's just a lot to raise awareness about. And so there's every day is like a, you know, something awareness day or this week or like those kind of things. So there's just a lot going on in this month. There's a lot of events that are related to what we do. So it's just a lot, but you know, it's also a good thing. Like I kind of like those busy seasons. I was talking about that in my vlog and it's kind of just like, yeah, it can be stressful, um, but it's also motivating and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of been my, it's just been just kind a, of lot, a, a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Did exactly. you still like do the 6 a.m. workouts before we work again this week? Um, okay. I fully intended to. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they all say. <laughs> all things start with good intentions, right? I woke up at 6 a.m. on Monday and I could not physically get myself anywhere. I literally drank pre-workout. You guys, a scoop of pre-workout has 200 milligrams of caffeine. That is absurd. First Wait, of all. Does it really? Yeah. I didn't even realize How that, that until I looked at the bottle. your heart? It's no wonder not. people get so amped on pre-workout. I thought they were just like, oh, I love the way. It's not a placebo. Protein. It's insane. Um, yeah. So then I took a scoop of, I didn't, well, I don't really do full scoops, but I took a scoop of pre-workout and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this will amp me up. I felt nothing. <laughs> like, I was so tired. So I used that morning to just chill out, did some gua sha, did some YouTube video watching, and then um, Wait, I'm I did so sorry. What is What is gua sha? Oh, it's like a traditional Chinese medicine. It's very popular on TikTok, but also popular in a lot of other places too. Um, it's like a, it can be a variety of different stones, but mine's like a jade one. Have you ever seen those kind of like heart-shaped flat stones that you can use? It's like for lymphatic drainage. Oh. And it depuffs your face. Oh. Have you seen those? So you were just doing like skincare stuff. Yeah, just like, okay. Like, I did some self-care, I did some skincare, blah, blah, blah. This is all very much detailed to say. No, I did not do my 6 a.m. workouts because I actually decided to try doing lunchtime workouts this week ah. just as like a fun challenge because I was already in workout clothes uh, that morning and I was like, you know what, I'll just get through my work the first half of the day and then at like 1230 when I usually take my lunch break, I'm going to do, do a workout, get some sweat in, get some exercise and it was honestly great. It was a great way to break up my day um, and then I just ate food like after while I was working and I don't know. I very much enjoyed it. So I would definitely recommend switch up your routine in a small way like that. And it honestly, that's fun. I mean, then I was still like had my evenings free and stuff. Um, and it kind of made me like more motivated in the lunch break because I had limited time. So right. I was like, okay, you go, really go, go, can't, go. <laughs> you can't dilly dally. That's so true. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you can always mix it up and do like Mondays, you do the morning and then Tuesdays you do the, the lunch and then Wednesday you do night. And then yeah. Thursday you wake up at 5 a.m. Or three just for fun and just sit there <laughs> and just sit there <laughs> perfect uh, but yeah my week was kind of like that just you know doing the thing doing the work um and i feel like you've this been week... outside a lot i feel like i've seen so many of your instagram stories of you just being outside and being like new york is the goat Dude, the weather is so nice right now it was 80 degrees today and it felt like summer like we were sitting in a restaurant that was like it was indoors but all of the windows and doors were open and it felt like we were on just like a beach patio or something and it just it was like a breath of fresh air, something about it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to spend as much time as I can outside because it has been beautiful. And also in the summer, it gets super hot. So I think this is like the sweet spot um, where I enjoy spending as much time outside as possible. So yes, I have been trying to take advantage of that and like doing work on the deck when I can, which is very nice. I feel very blessed to have some outdoor workspaces here as well so yeah just kind of living life there's a tiktok sound of Kourtney kardashian where she's like i just want to live life like we're just living life and i feel like that's mm, that's how you it's been life you know just living life but um yeah so that's kind of the update of the mundane things happening in my life what about you anything well i guess i'll have like a lemon share? i'm trying to think about like the bummer things of this week um for the sake of you know lemons um lemonade one of my co-workers left the company this week it was his last week and like he really i'm like really bummed about it he was we worked very closely together like all every day and he was we had so much fun together um was he the one that you were on the prank war with no he's still there we're still buddies but um 
that's the other guy was like one of my other main buddies and I'm just like really bummed but he's like you know he just like wants to work on you know do other things and you know he has to kind of follow his own path we all do you know I'm not gonna like right. tell him to stay if it's not his thing but it's just like it's after the year we've had, like, I was so excited to, like, be at this job and, like, make all these new friends and, like, and that we have been, like, bonding and I still absolutely love the job and, like, the people there. But mm-hmm. it's, like, it's a bummer when you, like, get into a good thing going and then, of course, something has to change because yeah. that's just life, you know? It just keeps coming and it keeps coming and it keeps coming. I think that's what they say, you know? You can't... You yeah, can't... that's what the uh, Smash Mouth says. The years stop coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> yep, yep. Something <laughs> and they wisdom. hit the ground running. Yeah. But I think that's so true. And it's like you sometimes take for granted when you have those like really great coworker relationships. And then when you lose that and it's like, wait, don't go. Wait, I didn't realize. Like, you know, know. you didn't even think it was going to be like a limited time thing. You're like, oh, no, these are my work friends, like forever. And yeah. And like, I, I mean, I very much feel things. like I appreciated every moment that I've been there. I, do, I don't feel like I've taken anything for granted, which is good. I don't feel like I have any regrets, you know, but it, it's uh, it's still hard because like I have been in such a tough place that like I got to sit like I was in such a tough place, like I said in this last year, and then I got to this good place. Like, great job, great friends, like, all these things. And I'm not saying all that's going out the window because one person's leaving. And it also doesn't mean I can't still be friends with him. Like, we can still, right. you know, obviously, but it won't be the same, you know. It's never going to be the same, you know, when they're not in the office with you every day. So, right. just, like, kind of a bummer. And it are also they is hiring just, someone in the same role? They are. And so, I'm going to meet that person tomorrow, actually. Oh, um, they already did the hiring and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. I'm going to meet that person tomorrow. And um, I'm very well, like, open to making friends and like you know hopefully they're really cool too but it's always a gamble and yeah i know the feeling it's just like it's such a reality check that like you can't get too comfortable with how when things are good because and i don't say that to be pessimistic i say that to be realistic because if you get too comfortable when things are good then you get too knocked off your horse when they shift you know what i mean like you you can't be so rigid because you know, things change and like life keeps throwing curveballs at you. And you just gotta, gotta yeah. realize that that's life. And there's literally Roll nothing you can punches. do about it. You just gotta take it in stride. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking it in stride. And I hope that the new person is awesome. And I, the lemonade is that my coworker is moving into a job that is gonna suit his, what he wants better. And that's, you know, oh. that's all we can ask for in life. It just sucks for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of just my little lemon of the week. And then um, my fingers crossed is in the Tuesday that this episode comes out. I'm going to Hawaii. So she's going on I'm... a trip in a giant rocket ship that yes, is we're actually taking... a plane in the sky. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I Yes, taking a rocket ship to Hawaii with my family and Jason and um we're all fully vaccinated just the disclaimer yeah we've all had both shots and our past our two weeks we're all getting covid tests before going and um following all the protocols and we'll be very respectful of all things but we're very excited we've had this trip planned for like almost three years now at this point had to reschedule it last year um so we're all looking forward to it and i can't wait to share about that i'm excited for you you deserve some relaxation time and some family time, and I think it'll be great. Speaking of family time and relaxation time, I have a visitor next week. My cousin is coming on Thursday, and I haven't seen her in years, and I'm so excited to show New York to her. She's never been, and just, like, spend some quality time with her, and... I don't know. I think it'll be great. I think it's just another, you know, on that same vein of after all of this time, like being able to, you know, travel like carefully, but also like spend time with family and people you haven't been able to see. It is just such a blessing. And I think we all really, really like cherish it more now and like aren't taking that kind of opportunity for granted uh, because we did really miss out on it in the past year. So absolutely just very excited that things are looking up. And, you know, we have the ability and the privilege to be able to do these things. So 100%. Much to look forward to. It's going to be a good week. Now it's May. It's my birthday month. I got a freaking birthday email from Gymshark. And I'm like, yo, just let me be 25 for the next month, please. Um, 
But yeah. But you always have said that 26 is the age you're looking forward to being. You've said that for like the last four years. Oh, no. So yeah. I definitely finally get to be 26. 26 is going to be my peak. Definitely. But, you know. It's all downhill after that. But it still is another age, you know? Like, I'd it like is. to preserve the youth that I can. Anyway, we are going to get into the episode now. Thank you guys so much for listening and hope you enjoy hearing us talk about moving between cities and small towns, comparing the two, and the pros and cons. Yeah. To live in each one. So. Let's do it. So for today's episode, we asked our listeners all their thoughts on living in a city versus a small town, uh, because this is something that we talk about a lot. And I feel like Christy, have you having grown up in a really small town and then moving to a big city is something that we've talked about like a lot on our YouTube channels and whatever. And then me, I feel like I've only really lived in uh, cities but I've like thought. Well, you of... lived in the suburbs, though. A which suburb, I think... yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't grow up in like a city, city. But I mean, it was like city enough. I don't know. So I, we really wanted to hear from you guys on this episode because it's something that we get asked about a lot, as far as like you know, moving or making friends in a big city or you know those kind of transitional topics. And it's something I think also in your twenties it happens to so many people. Like you get new jobs, you move to new places, places you never expected. Um, and you kind of got to figure it out. So we asked you guys and did a bunch of polls to find out what you guys think. So very excited to talk about That's it. That's so true. I never really thought about it in that way that like between the two of us, we've covered some very, you know, like a small town, a suburb, small city. Orange was like kind of, what would you consider orange? It was like a small town. Yeah, I'd say orange was definitely a small town, but I always think of it as like a college town. So I don't necessarily think of it as like we were there for like small town vibe. It was more like just that's, it was a small town, but like over half the town were people like ages 18 to 22. So I don't feel like you get like an accurate representation of small town life. Well, I also think it's interesting because to me, I associate a lot with like how close you are to a big city because to me it's like oh it's orange county it's right by la like it's not a small town it's but it's not a suburb either it's like i don't know its own category because for me growing up in a small town it felt very small town because it was far from a city whereas yeah like it feels more remote and not that it was even the most remote of places at all it was like i mean it was small but the thing about my town was that it was a touristy town so it brought in a lot more people so it was like population 1500 that live there full time yeah and then on top of that in the summer it would be 10 12,000 people in the town because of tourists so it like it's it was including myself (laughs) I would go there in the summer for coming from the cities so Mm -hmm. funny um yeah I never when I pictured like I feel like you always have like an image in your mind like when you think of big city or small town and it's all Mm -hmm. relative to like what you're used to because when I picture small town I picture like very much like like that Gilmore Journey Girls. song, you know, like uh, such a small town girl living she in did, a. He, he didn't really like flesh out much of the town in the song. Just he saying, just said small town girl. <laughs> okay, that's true. But I'm picturing like Midwest farm town, like with a little city hall and like one stop. Oh, interesting. Like I that's what think I of, think like, of pop culture representation of small towns, like Gilmore Girls, like somewhere in the Northeast. Uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, like that kind of small town is what comes to mind for me. Or like in uh, Vampire Diaries, like they live in a small town. I think it's in Virginia. Like those kind of interesting. I don't know. How strange. But I, I guess I wonder what I... Pe- other people picture because I would never think of like a coastal Oregon, like res- like a touristy town. Is like oh, that's when I think of a small town. I'm like oh, that's just like right. It's a vacation town, you know. Right. I mean, that's the thing too. It depends like so much on. You know, and all small towns are very different and have their own character. So it's like, what kind of industry is there? You know, like, is it a farm town? Is it like an industry town? Is there like a big uh, manufacturing place that was built nearby? And that's why they built the town there. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how it came about. Um, So I don't know. I think what's cool about small towns is, I mean, I guess everywhere has their own history. But small towns, the history like feels... You, like, feel like, not that you have ownership over it, but it feels personal to, like, know the history of the town. Like, for example, I'm going on a tangent already, and now I'm just, like, talking off about my town that you guys should all visit. But my town, Cannon Beach, Oregon, it was the town where, if you studied Lewis and Clark, which might have just been an Oregon thing that we studied that very intensely. Definitely more commonly an Oregon thing. But I, I think that everyone learned about Lewis and Clark, but we just went really in-depth with it. And Yeah, if you Lewis guys Clark- don't know, Christy and I are both from Oregon. Yeah, I feel like I haven't actually talked about that in a while. But 
Um, Lewis and Clark, when they reached the coast of Oregon, that's where they ended up, um, was they built this whole fort, Fort Clatsop, which was, it's like between my town and my high school. And they actually, my town, Cannon Beach, is where they found a big ass whale just beached on the beach. And then they got a bunch of oil from the whale. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, nice. that's not even relevant to it. But the reason that it's named Cannon Beach is because they found a cannon washed up on the beach. And then they were like, you know what? In addition cannon to the whale? Beach, yeah, there's found... a lot of things that washed up in Cannon Beach, man. Why didn't like, they call some... it Whale Oil Beach? Because I feel like that was more important at the time. You know, I, I think people might have been more drawn to the whole cannon. It's better marketing. But, you know, they do have a whale statue in honor of that whale oh, washed nice. up moment. But, um, yeah, I feel like small towns have that. Like, I never really think about, you know, New York City being attached to the history so much. But small towns, I mean, maybe if I grew up here, I'd feel differently. But you know, you just don't really question it, but always with the small town, like you feel attached to it for some reason. Like I think everyone, maybe not, I'm generalizing, but I feel like a lot more people from small towns know the history of their town than people from cities. Yeah. There's also just like, I mean, there's more of like a tight group, more of a story, more of a community, Mm -hmm. you know, people feel some kind of allegiance to it. Like I feel no allegiance to Los Angeles. Like I, I live here and I, you know, I'm grateful for my life here, but I don't feel like, ah, L.A. girl, born and bred. Like, has my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel that way much more about Portland because I grew up there, even though it's no longer where I live. Um, But Portland is definitely quite a bit smaller than L.A. too. So, I mean, there's Yeah. I, I would say it's a small city. There's all these different qualifications, too. It's like big cities, small cities, what else <laughs> it's just kind of like i don't know i feel like in your 20s like so much change happens and like you do so much moving and then i feel like when you get into your like your late 20s maybe you, if you have been in a city for a really long time you start like it starts wearing on you and you start thinking about like oh maybe i want to move someplace smaller but we asked you guys so before we talk more about christy and i's experiences in cities and towns and all of that um Let's look at some polls. Okay, so we asked our listeners on Fingers Cross Pod, the Instagram, which is at Fingers Cross Pod. I said that weirdly. But anyway, that's our Instagram. That's where we ask lots of polls and questions. If you want to be part of the podcast, you should follow us. But anyway, we asked, do you live in a city or a small town? And we have 59% city and 41% small town. But I, I am curious, though, what the like breakdown of that is. Like, what do you define as a city? You know what I mean? Like you kind of said. Um, and then... I said, so the first thing is, yes, do you live in a city or small town? 59% city, 41% small town. But would you rather live in a city or a small town? We have city at 65 and small town at 35. So it seems like more people are intrigued by the city life. And I I mean, I can imagine that like in your 20s. I mean, I don't feel like at this point in my life, I want to live in a small town. And again, no hate to small towns, but I'm like, I am 25. I want to go out. I want to meet people. I want to have lots of things to do and places to go and sights to see. And so I definitely get that. Maybe it is just because everyone has different connotations of like what, you know, quote unquote, small town is. Um, But that seems like, kind of low that only 35% said small town don't you think you think it would be more split yeah I don't know something just surprises me about this poll (laughs) I don't think so I feel like I mean it would be really interesting if we were to ask this same question to people in their 40s versus people in their 20s I mean I think I might change my answer maybe when I'm 40 and looking to like yeah I mean I have kids or whatever if that's the path I'm on I would prefer to live someplace more suburban and smaller um You know, I don't certainly want to raise a family in a high rise building. You know, also, you have to think about the cost of living, too. You know, small towns almost always are much more affordable than living in cities. So, you know, you start thinking about how you want to save and spend your money. So, yeah, definitely. Well, one thing that also I'm thinking about with this is it's not even that much of a jump that goes like people that would rather live in a city who might currently live in a small town, like the difference between the polls. It's 59% live in a city versus 65% would rather. And I don't know, maybe it's just kind of like what you're used to, but I feel like I talk to people all the time here that like romanticize small towns in their head. And they're like, oh yeah, like, wow, it must be so cool to be from like a beach town. Or like, I would love to just like, you know, 
drive around and like know people and things like that Hmm. um but maybe it's just like people who are from like big suburbs or cities see that like pop culture kind of small town and want it more but anyway i'm just getting on a tangent but also but new york and la are also very different as far as that because new york is a commuter town and la is a driving town i mean where i live now is its own little kind of suburby suburby like city bureau i guess or like what do you call it i mean it's still la county but like it's its own city technically Um, oh yeah glendale's its own city but like we have all of our own stores our own mall like you know the car dealerships like all the grocery stores are like within five minutes so i often find myself feeling like i live in the small town of glendale like because i see Hmm. i've seen the same people out i've seen my neighbors in my building at grocery stores multiple times and i'm like this is strange um but you know it it feels kind of like i'm in a small town but i guess the population of glendale is two hundred thousand, so that's not a small town but it still feels small it still feels small to me that's the thing because i see the same like two mile radius all the time and i'm always doing stuff within that radius but then if i need to like drive into town to go to like downtown or even if i'm going to the beach or any other part of la it almost feels like i'm driving to a different city even though it's all right there so i guess maybe that's what it feels like if you're like an hour away and you live in a small town and you drive into the city Maybe it's similar. I don't know. I guess I can't really speak on this. I mean, me talking about living in LA, saying I feel like I live in a small town, is probably people are like, you have no idea what it's like to live in a small town. Well, no, but I, I get where you're coming from trying to just say that, like, having that sub-community within the big city makes it feel like, you know, like, you could find... I think the thing about cities is that they're less intimidating when you think about finding a community within it on a yeah. smaller scale. And that could be, like, in your neighborhood or, like, seeing the same people when you go to certain restaurants or that kind of thing. Um, Or it could be more of a, like, socially constructed community thing. Because that's the hard part, I think, of moving from a small town to a big city is you're just so overwhelmed by not knowing if you don't know that many people there or, like, you just don't even know where to start because you're used to having that built-in community and you kind of lose that going into a big city where everything is just so saturated and there's just so many people. Um, But my always first piece of advice is find a smaller community within the city. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, my friend is trying to get me to join her kickball team. Oh, my God. I'm terrified because I would probably be the one that gets kickballed in the face. But what a fun way to meet people. My brother's on a kickball team. Uh, Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like cute cute guys would probably be on kickball teams. And that would be a great social. Yeah, um, I mean, also just like a way to like expand your, your, your friend group and make more friends of friends. And maybe you'll meet some... Maybe you'll yeah. meet someone to date. Maybe you'll make some cool friends. Maybe you'll actually gain athletic experience, Christy. What a concept. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yes, I see all those things. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But then I think about actually kicking the ball and playing kickball. And then it just goes backwards. But I do. Okay. I need to take my own advice on this. Because if someone, if anyone else said this, I'd be like, 100% do it. Because obviously, yeah. like, put yourself out there. The only way to, like, you know, expand exactly what you said. Like, meet new people get involved. You reap what you sow. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that's definitely my number one piece of advice is like find community that way. So that would be an example of something that's not necessarily, that's kind of more of a community you have to work to build or like find those networks, find those book clubs, find those like podcast meetups, those kind of things that aren't necessarily like built into your, you know, locational neighborhood or anything like that. But like people who have common interests even though I don't have that strong of an interest in kickball in itself. But um, my friends who are doing that do. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, absolutely. that's the way to, if you feel kind of lost or like a big, no, wrong, wrong phrase. If you feel like a small fish in a big pond and you don't even know where to swim, like definitely find just a smaller, smaller pond within the pond, a smaller corner of the pond with shared interest. So um yeah is that I how the quote think, goes Chris yeah that's exactly it sorry it's late at night and I'm just not with it no but, but I yes. absolutely agree you got to find your small pockets of community and sometimes even that's like an online community which then you like learn and you meet people in person or like you know finding like you said like book clubs or like you know at your local library maybe they have like a Star Trek fan group that meets every Thursday and you're like oh my god I love Star Trek and then you're like you know you can find ways to meet people that way Jason 
um, met a lot of friends in LA from being on an intramural uh, softball team. Fun. And then I actually, in not this year because it was COVID, but the year before, um, when they needed a sub, I would come and sub a lot. And then I got to meet some of those people. It was also fun getting to play organized sports because, I mean, I love or- or organized sports personally. Um, I love a little good You should come and be my, my sub for kickball every week. <laughs> I'll just sit there and drink wine on the sidelines while you play in my name. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that that's, and it can be intimidating because it's like coming from a small town, especially where you never had to do that. Like you never had to work for the community because it was always just like there. It was always like, oh, I know everyone because I went to high school with everyone and everyone who shops at this store knows my mom from this. And, you know, and it's like, yeah. And then the idea of having to put yourself out there and like go to things alone and not know anyone in a big place like that's scary. Um, so you can, it, it takes work and it might not work the first couple times and it might be awkward, but that's also where you're going to have the most opportunity to actually grow and like find a place that you feel that you belong and make friends and all of that, that might've been easier in a small town. Um, but at the same time, if we're talking about the con side of this coin is that in a small town, like you can't escape that. It's like everyone knows everyone's business. Everyone knows because there is that community and everyone knows each other. It's like everyone knows exactly what's going on. Like literally, for example. Same as a small school. Yeah. You can't ever yeah. get away from your past. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know that this is the best example. But this will this puts in perspective how small of a town I come from. So my sister, I have a half sister who's 15 years older than me. So she moved away, like, for college and everything, and so she hadn't lived in the town for years, and my brother was born, and when he was a baby, um, she came to visit, and he was, like, a, an infant, like, very young. You know, babies all look the same to me. Anyway, my sister took my brother out for the day and was, like, walking him in a stroller, and one of the ladies in our town literally saw him and panicked and called my mom and was like, Paula, there's a stranger walking your son around the town in a stroller. <laughs> Like, that's how well everyone knows everyone wow. and can recognize, like, their babies. You know what I mean? She um, recognized the literal baby? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? it's just that crazy. But, yeah, exactly. So, everyone's up in everyone's business, for better or for worse, honestly. Because, you know, if that was, like, a kidnapping situation, then, yeah, that's great. Everyone's looking out for everyone. Um, and but also imagine, that... like, trying to go on a date with somebody, like, new or someone that, like, other people know. And the only but place the thing to is, go it's never is new. Your... But it's I'm just like, saying, like, the only place to you go is your local before. diner. And yeah. then, like, six people see you there. And then by the next day, like, everybody knows, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one time I tried to run away with my friend. I remember this. <laughs> we literally were like, okay, this is it. Like, no turning back. We walk like 10 minutes down the street and my friend goes, I'm really thirsty. Like, I want to get a soda. And I'm like, come on. Like, we're just starting this journey of our new lives. Like, you can't just wait until later. And so we go into this like little store, little tiny grocery store. And of course, the person working there knew my friend and was like, what are you guys doing? And she's like, oh, we're just running away. <laughs> and he gets on the phone and he calls her mom. And he's like, you know, your daughter's running away right now. And that was the the extent of our 15 minutes of freedom. And Did then your mom then ended. come and pick you up and be like, time to come home? Yes, exactly. Wow, um, that's hilarious. But yeah, that's the thing. You can't get away with anything because everyone knows everyone. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. Honestly, it just depends on like how much of it you can take because it is, you know, a good safety thing. It is a great community thing and just like having familiar faces. But at the same time, like sometimes you just want to be anonymous in a crowd and not have to like answer for anyone or worry about, you know, how someone might you know gossip about your resting bitch face about you know what i mean yeah, like people just absolutely. just watching constantly and that kind of thing um like it's nice to be able to move to a city and just feel that re- that relief of like no one knows who i am i can be whoever i want i can do whatever i want and let- it's not going to get back to my aunt via text message you know so, I think that's why when I hear those stories, I picture my, but I also like, I'm such a like social person and I love having those connections with people. And I feel like I would enjoy like, oh, I go back to the same restaurant three times and like, then I get to know the waiters. And like, I, I, you know, like you start to like make those connections or like you go yeah. into the same coffee shop every Thursday and then you get to like, sort of that person recognizes your face and you get to like, and have then a they chat. just automatically make your order. Exactly. And like I, to, yeah. I like that concept, but I also want to be able to turn it off if I need like some anonymity or I want some privacy. So I feel like 
being in a suburb or a small town that's on the outskirts of like an actual major city would be my ideal. You know, yeah. someplace where you can have some space, your local grocery store and coffee shop, like they know you. But then if you want to drive across town into the city and like go out to a bar in downtown, it's only like 45 minutes away. You know, right. like that, I feel like that's kind of, and I feel like that's kind of what I have right now. Um, except I wish, I wish it was a little more affordable. Um, but I <laughs> yeah, think I'd have to get, I'd have to get away from LA for that. I tried to click on definition of small city and accidentally clicked on definition of small, small. intestine. Oh, <laughs> Oops. would you like to give us the definition <laughs> of the small intestine? No, but I'll give you the definition of a small city. Uh, typical working definitions for small city populations start at 100,000 people. A mid-sized city starts at 100,000, and a small city is less than 100,000. Oh. What? Okay. Difference between a city and a village. What do you... A village? Does anyone Yeah, see, there's just anything? so many freaking qualifications. Okay. Well, Hold on, whatever. I'm at, We're going to call it what we want to call I'm looking it. at a different article. Maybe even like a small city that's still a reasonable drive from a big city um because this one and one of our responses so the question was on our instagram poll was um have you ever moved from one to the other meaning from either a city to a small town or vice versa and uh one person said i grew up in a small town eight hours away from the nearest city and i was ready to leave i cannot imagine that like you have to drive an entire day to get out of your small town I wow, I can't imagine that. That's that's yeah, just I thought I was far enough, like an hour and a half from eight a city. hours. Some of these other responses on what it's like moving from one to the other. Um, I'll just start from the top and we'll go back and forth. This one says being away from family, having to form completely new relationships, and missing major events at home. Yeah, that's definitely tough when you're yeah. used to being there for everything and like being five minutes away of a drive. Yeah, learning how to drive in a city after growing up in a small town was stressful. Yeah, oh, I think, Christy, I you imagine. still experience that. You still don't like driving in big cities. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> but that's what's nice about big cities. I guess it depends on where you are, but most big cities have, like, public transit Not that small Los towns Angeles. don't. Right. Well, most. <laughs> More yeah. big cities than small towns have public transit. I mean, we had, like, buses where I grew up as the public transit. But it was, like, I guess I never really thought of it that way, that it was still getting me where I needed to go but you still drive everywhere and it's like spread out and yeah but being in the city and having to adjust to that in the fast pace and the dangerous drivers and the pedestrians and the bikes it's just a lot so I feel you I mean I remember going from Portland to LA was stressful because in Portland we have maybe like freeways that are like three maybe four lanes going each way and in LA you have ones that are eight lanes going each way and I remember that jump was and also in Portland People literally go maybe like 60, 65. Like people never really go faster than that. At least when I was growing up and in LA, it's like if you don't go 85, people are honking at you. Mm-hmm. So that was a big that was a big shift, especially as a newer driver. So I can definitely agree with that. Um, this one says from a city to a small town, the worst was losing places to shop and restaurants. Yeah, I guess that makes a big difference. You go you lose a lot of um, variety, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in like, you know, places to go and um I can speak, you know, especially like me, like who doesn't, you know, and Christy too, we both have a lot of like food sensitivities. And I feel like in a city, there's always so many options of places that are like granola, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan this, you know, whatever you need to find. And that like in a small town. a variety of like different types of food and different cuisines and all of that. In small town, it's like you got the local diner and a coffee shop. I feel like it's definitely harder when you're already accustomed to having all those options and going Mm -hmm. to all of these different places to go from that to only having a couple and being in a small town situation when you're used to having everything at your fingertips in a city I imagine that that's really hard because I've only done it the reverse like being from a small town and being used to like having to drive an hour and a half to go to a mall or only having like our Safeway and not having like all of these huge options like it was just so exciting when I moved to college and could like go to chipotle you know like we didn't have that like things like that and it was exciting like target all of this stuff that we didn't have in a small town Mm. so it was like all of these opportunities at once versus i imagine it's hard to have that and then try and adjust to a small town life 
Yeah, I'm so spoiled living in Glendale right now because it's its own city. It has every single store. Like, I never have to pretty much leave Glendale or go to any other part of Los Angeles to go to something. Like, we have every grocery store, every clothing store. This one says... Yes, in 2019, getting used to all of the noise and traffic. I miss my country roads. <laughs> I can imagine if you didn't grow up with traffic, like I grew up with traffic. So to me, that's not shocking at all. But like, and noise. I mean, yeah, I grew up in the suburbs again. But I can imagine like, especially if you come from like a quiet, small town. Was your town quiet? Would you say it's pretty quiet, Christy? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Do you have any further thoughts on this? Yeah. Subject? Anything to elaborate? I mean, we didn't even have stoplights in my town. Like it was just stop signs. Wow. Like, there wasn't traffic. Like I mean, in the summer, like the main street would be busy, but like it wasn't loud. I mean, well, no. Yeah, it wasn't like city sounds. It was like yeah. people. Yeah. And being happy and going to the beach and stuff. You don't like constantly hear like sirens and like car rooms. No, and, you no. Know, like we would the- have like concerts in the park and there'd be like music, but all of the sounds were like. That- happy I don't sounds. think that's what she's talking about. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, not city sounds for sure. Yeah, this other one says move to the city. Traffic was awful. I think yes, going from a small town to a city, getting used to traffic and that would be tough. Yeah, making friends outside of work is hard especially in a pandemic yeah making friends is definitely a challenge in a city especially if you don't know people but we kind of talked about that we also do have an episode that's all about like moving to a new city i don't Mm -hmm. think we mentioned that yet but i think that was probably in like our first 10 episodes number six or something i want to say but if you want more advice like tangible things of our advice moving to a new city definitely check out that episode we explore that a a lot it's a good one we enjoyed doing that one This is an interesting thing to talk about. This one says, yes, I moved and more people are open-minded in cities, overwhelmed with all there is to do. Um, That's definitely, you know, I'm not saying that everyone, if you're from a small town, you're closed-minded, but oftentimes in big cities, you are exposed to way more types of people, people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, different, you know, races, religion, socioeconomic socioeconomic brackets you know you're exposed to so much more um Mm -hmm. so i think that people that grow up in cities naturally are used to seeing more diversity in all different facets and so you know you're used to seeing people that are different and so i think that in a small town it can often be more homogenous so i think that especially if you are more of a like you know somebody who's a little bit more eccentric or like you know you're just progressive yeah progressive like not fitting into a mold or like you know, it's just, it might, city life might be more suitable for you. Like, I know, like, I think that I, as I'm a very, like, progressive person, and I think there are some times that I hear about, like, stories in small towns that make me feel like it wouldn't be a good fit for me. But again, I, I, I'm not speaking for everywhere, but I know that's definitely something that's, like, a big concern for people, especially if you're from a more marginalized group, you want to make sure you're going somewhere that you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. This one says planning escape routes to quiet places in the city when things get overwhelming and moving back to a small town, planning things to do so that the FOMO shuts up. <laughs> I think that's so important is when you're in a city, like finding those places where you do feel at peace and you feel like you can kind of escape in a sense, even if you aren't necessarily driving super far out of the city. But I think it's important to have those kind of like quiet if it's quiet for you or like remote or just places that not other people know about or maybe maybe they do. But it's just somewhere where you only go when you need to like get away and forget you're in the city for a minute, like your favorite park or like a certain walk or, you know, if you do have a car to just go to your favorite like hike 10 minutes out of the city, something like that. Like, I think those things do make a difference. Like, for example, um, I mean, New York has a bunch of parks, but I would say I always go to, like, my favorite few parks when I just need to, like, breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's relaxing and it's kind of just like a reset, you know, even though it's surrounded by city buildings and it's, like, still very much in the city, it still tricks your mind a little bit to get a moment of peace. (laughs) Also, I'm sure maybe there's something that's nice in finding that community that you're surrounded by people who are also getting away and you're surrounded by people who are also kind of, like, taking that moment of, like, time away from the city and maybe there's something that feels kind of like a community about that i don't know if you go to washington square park in new york on a saturday and it's sunny and like 70 degrees 
it's packed and it definitely is like I mean kind of a community but it's also just a million different people all the main character of their own like vastly different story like they're all living their own movies and it's just insanity in the best possible way um so it's not even a place of peace it's like there's one guy over there playing piano with his jazz band and then there's another guy juggling and then there's someone dancing in the fountain and then um there's like 12 groups of kids and it's just a lot um but in the best way like i think that is the city's own way of having a place where um it, it people all come to you know like you said kind of like trying to get away at the same time but in their own very different ways <laughs> yeah this gal said she said moving to a big city from a small town was super startling for me i missed having space and driving on the other hand being in a small town makes me wish it was more like a big city in some ways diversity of people places and ideas and accessibility Definitely. Yeah, very interesting. I moved during my first year of college to Cork, Ireland, second biggest city. Oh, to Cork, Ireland's second biggest city. I felt lonely and didn't last. Oh, yeah, I guess that's interesting. You know, you move into a bigger place, you can feel more lonely because you feel smaller. And like there's so much going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine that foam, we talked about FOMO a couple episodes ago. So if you haven't listened to that one, that's a good one if you suffer suffer from FOMO. But I feel like in a small town, you would feel FOMO less because there's less going on, right? And then maybe in a in a big city, if you don't have things to do, you well, feel... Well, that other person said, like, when moving back to small towns, planning things to do so that the FOMO shuts up. So maybe, like, she's talking about when you feel FOMO of your friends who are still in cities or still something like that. Still in the city, right. Yeah, because we all are so in each other's business on social media that you know what your friends are doing in the city when you can't necessarily do those same things in your town if it's not offered, etc. But yeah, maybe you don't have FOMO against like the other people in your town as much, but you probably then have that like different comparison of people in cities, I'd imagine. But you know know. what? I actually might disagree with myself here now that I said this out loud because I went both of Christy and I went to a very small high school. Neither of us had a big high school experience and I wish we should have somebody on to talk about like I don't know, maybe that's not relevant anymore. But I'm saying like I would just to like a big high school experience because in high school we my graduating class was like 63 people. But the issue with that is when it was such a small environment, if there was something going on that you weren't invited to or that like you weren't a part of, it was either like you were there or you weren't. Versus like I feel like in a bigger thing, there's so many more things going on that if you miss like one thing or you're not invited to one thing, it's less of a big deal. So I'm wondering if that also applies to the small town kind of thing. Like, oh, if there's like an event or like something that people are at and it's like the thing and everyone's talking about it versus in a city, there's a million things to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just wondering, like, again, I haven't lived in a small town, so I don't know. Now, this one's interesting. This one says, "Um, I moved from a small town to San Diego. The people were so rude, but it was amazing. (laughs) That kind of contradicts. I don't know if she's saying that rude people were amazing or if moving to San Diego was amazing, but people were rude. Now, that's so interesting because I've never I've been to San Diego a handful of times and I've never thought that people were rude. But also when you come from a small town, people are like like over the top nice. I feel like people are much more like like Southern hospitality nice. So maybe when you're used to that, going to any kind of a city. I mean, when I went to New York, I got my butt kicked because I was trying to, like, be just a pleasant, happy-go-lucky person. And, like, people literally, like, one person slammed a door in my face. Like, somebody, like, laughed. I was in, like, kind of, like, the Times Square area. So, I mean, it was, like, it's very touristy. And I'm sure they're just over, like, tourists. Definitely in small towns, people are super, super friendly. And everyone's, like, not everyone. But a lot more people are just generally, like, going out of their way to, like, you know, checking on you. How are you doing? Saying hi to people, greeting them in the street. Um, so yeah, I could see how coming from a small town and being used to that level of friendliness and then going to a city, even if it is like San Diego, where people aren't known to be rude necessarily. Uh, but it feels that way from what you're used to. Oh my gosh. This one says it was a major culture so- shock. I moved from a town of 177 people to DC. Oh, the traffic. 177 people that's like my apartment building like what in the world (laughs) this one says child of expat i went from houston to a little tiny town in france 
I'm from there, so no culture shock, but the first week I felt dizzy because I felt like I was trapped in a little space. It's been years, but now I would never go and live in a city. So yeah, I think it might be that initial, you know, just like shock of getting used to that different lifestyle and that different like social, you know, expectations of what things are like and the town and the city and everything. Um, but yeah, I think once you're used to it and you find that you like it more, even if it was a culture shock in the beginning, well, not culture shock, but just town shock, um, you know, then you don't want to go back to a city if you find the right town. So yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how I would feel if I got the opportunity to live in a small town for a little while and just see, maybe I would flourish. Maybe like the vibe of everyone just being like, you know, friends and, you, you know. You would go full-blown like Belle and Beauty and the Beast. Well, not Belle because little she was town. the outcast. But yeah, it's Quiet a cool village. Just yeah, literally. And singing and saying hi to the baker and all of that. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. I do feel like you are a small town person. Not small town. I don't know. That also has like weird connotations. No, but I know what you mean. That. Like, I feel like my personality is better suited for a small town. But I my ambitions are like suited for a big city. So I'm kind of, like, stuck. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's, like, you know, sometimes you have to find compromise within yourself of if you're at odds with, you know, in your core you love small towns, but, like, you have a career that could only take place in a city. Like, for example, after when I was quarantining with my family for a couple months last year, and my mom was like, honestly, like, why don't you just move here? Like, what is stopping you? And I was like, mom, there's literally, like, no job opportunities for what I want to do in Bend, Oregon. Like there's just yeah. not. And it's it's tough because it's like, yeah, I would love to be close to my family. And maybe I didn't even think that a few years ago because I was like, oh, spread my wings and just want to live in a big city away from everyone, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now it's like, you know, you realize how you took those things for granted and it would be great to be able to drive to like get dinner with your parents randomly and things like that. And I totally understand that. But it's like I could only work remotely essentially if I was there and it's like most things are in big cities that you know relate to what I want to do and to a lot of people that's the case and there's not as many opportunities in the small towns so it's tough if it's like you know at odds yeah I moved to a city for college and it was rough for me I lived in a small dorm with a roommate I'm an only child so I was used to having my own space and lots of alone time Freshman year, I felt like I never had alone time. I went to a large school, so there were always people everywhere. The library, food places, class buildings, etc. But I learned so much moving away from my small town, and I'm so glad I did it. Without it, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do the things I'm doing now. I've grown so much, and I realized that it's okay to have different opinions than the people of your hometown. That's such a great point, you know, that like sometimes if you don't step outside your bubble, you never see things from a new light and from a new lens. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you prefer that light so much better and you never would have known if you didn't step out of it. Definitely. If you never try, you never know. Okay, this one is a message in our DMs that's related to this, but it's too long for the question box. So it goes, yes, I lived in a small town in Iowa, grew up in towns from just a few hundred people to 5,000 when I graduated high school, my entire life through college, and I moved to Chicago for law school. I never really fit in in the small towns I lived in, and I knew I always wanted to live in a city. It's kind of overwhelming, but I really love not having to own a car and the accessibility of walking, biking, public transit, delivery to get everything you need. But honestly, the biggest challenge is the cost. A rental price for the studio apartment I'm in would get you a large house in a small town in Iowa. Mm -hmm. And of course, always being aware of the people around you. Usually people are blind to you, could care less, but you always have to be aware enough to notice if something bad is going down. So, yeah, that's the whole thing, too. We didn't really talk about it's like safety in cities versus towns. Like, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And like being aware of your surroundings and, you know, watching out for yourself when there's not necessarily like your whole neighborhood that knows each other watching out for you, you know? Um, Yeah, it's really sad sometimes in cities how much people don't care, like how much people will see things happening and just turn a blind eye because you don't feel that sense of like a social contract to, to your fellow people. I mean, there's something to that, but also it's a psychological thing about, like, bystanders. It's not necessarily, like, consciously not caring. It's, like, an actual bystander effect of, you know, multiple, a lot of people witnessing something. Everyone subconsciously thinks that someone else is going to do something, and it just doesn't 
happen. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's just a thing with large groups of people and it happens in cities all the time. Um, But yeah, it's definitely challenging. Um, Also the cost thing is a huge thing. We kind of touched on it, but yeah, Yeah. it's just, you know, cities when there's higher demand for things like the prices are going to be higher. And when there's less space, it's going to be going for more of a premium and it's just, crazy competitive and i always get comments like whenever i do any sort of like apartment tour or anything on youtube you know if i said my rent like i would just get a million comments like wow i got a five bedroom mansion in nebraska for that price or like i can't believe you're paying that you know and it's like okay it's like yeah but you don't want to live in nebraska (laughs) yeah i know again no hate to nebraska but like you get what you pay for because you have access to like the city and all the opportunities it brings. And also in a place like LA or New York, you get paid a lot more than you would in Nebraska. So things are also relative. Yeah. And it's definitely like supply and demand as painful as it is, but there's more demand in the cities. So it's going to be expensive. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's tough too, because then it creates a whole barrier of people wanting to make that jump and move into a big city, but, you know, coming from that small town where they're used to that cost of living or, like, making that salary and, like, trying to save enough for a city, it's it's very tough. It is. This one's really funny. She says, my old hometown had more cows than people, so everything was a huge change. <laughs> wow, I can't relate to that. That's awesome. I grew up in a little neighborhood that was a 10-minute drive to the city or any store, which was great as a kid because the yard was huge. But once I got to high school, getting a ride into the city for everything before I got my license was annoying. For university, I moved to Halifax and was walking distance to everything, which was amazing. I loved living in the city, having everything easily accessible, especially when it comes to getting home from the bar, lol. But the biggest adjustment is having a much smaller yard and the neighbors being so close to you. Yeah, you kind of like sacrifice personal space in a city, essentially, for yeah. that accessibility, for that walkability, for that everything's so close because everyone's living on top of each other in these giant apartment buildings. Like, it's all, um, you definitely sacrifice that yard. I mean, there's some people Having that have like, outdoor, outdoor space. It's yeah, hard it's... to find outdoor space to yourself when you're living in the city. Like, I think I know one person that has like a huge backyard, but he lives in a five bedroom house with five roommates. And they all share a backyard. And that's like how you get one. Yeah, it's definitely hard to come by. But it's such a um, treasured resource if you can find it. Yeah, there's so many of these that are like people feel so differently. Some people really hate small towns. Some people say they love how nice people are in small towns. This one says, I resented that my small town had fewer opportunities. I would never go back. Um this one says, I wish I could go to a small town, you know, so I can support more, more small businesses, you know, which is very true. You get definitely get to support more people's like personal livelihoods in small towns. Well, I think what would be fun now is um, our next two polls we asked or our question boxes as we it was for advice. We did one for advice for people moving to a big city and one for people advice for moving to a small town. So if you are planning to do one of these two things, listen up, Christy, what should we start with? You want to start with small town or big city? Let's do big city. All right. Because we don't have to touch on that that much because we talked about it in the other video. That's true. We can just do a few of them. and then. So here's a few responses. or Here's a few bits of advice from our listeners on if you're moving to a big city. Prepare to pay a lot and get overstimulated. Pretty much the summary of this entire episode. (laughs) Yeah. Have good car insurance and don't plan on waking up to birds chirping. I mean, that obviously it is depends on if you have a it's a car city or not, but definitely in L.A. you need good car insurance. I Every single person I know, knock on wood, has been in a car accident. Um, and I do wake up to birds chirping because my alarm is a bird chirping sound. Are you kidding? But it's not. <laughs> so they're funny. not real birds. I mean, they are I real birds, but they're not Los Angeles birds. <laughs> That's so cute. Does it actually wake you up? Like, is it alarming yeah. enough? Oh, yeah, I, I have it on quiet and I, it goes for like 10 minutes. So like I'll just slowly wake up to these little like chickadees. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually kind of nice. It's better than the like blank, blank, blank. I've thing. never heard of that. That's genius. I'll send you the song and you can uh, put it as your ringtone. Okay, love it. This one says move to the city center without a vehicle if you can. And that way you can walk and learn the city. Yes, being somewhere that's like convenient to walk in the city is amazing. Lock up your bike and be security conscious in general. Yes, do not trust random people. Don't do the kind of thing where you're like, oh, I'll leave the car unlocked. I'm just going to go in for a second. Don't do that. Don't leave your car unlocked at gas stations. Don't leave your laptop out at the library. Like, don't. 
I, I hate to be like Debbie Downer here, but like in a city, don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to, because you'll get your stuff stolen. <laughs> Let yourself take some time to adjust. It won't happen overnight and that's okay. Get out, explore, take photos, and say yes to new opportunities. Safely, of course. Buy a granny cart for groceries so you don't have to carry it all. Yes. <laughs> That's a great tip. What's a granny cart? It's just like a rolling cart that you can put your shopping bags in if you're, like, walking a far distance with oh. heavy stuff. Oh, wow. I've never thought of that. I guess because I, I live in a driving city, so I never had to carry my groceries. But this one says, in all caps, live it up. I love that. <laughs> Save money in advance. Find places that you like to go regularly to meet new people, like a gym, coffee shop, etc. Make time to be alone and check in with how you're feeling. Also, explore. I think it's so true. It's important to make time to be alone when you're in a city because it's like sometimes you just get overwhelmed and you're constantly around people. And it's important to make that time for yourself to like have some space. Oh, I love this one. This one says, keep your values close. It's too easy to get swept up in the hustle culture. That's such good advice. You know, you don't have to let certain aspects of city life change you if you, you know, want to remember certain things about who you are. Okay, now we're going to move to advice for moving to small towns. So, this... Oh, and if that wasn't enough advice for you, like Christy said, we did a whole episode on moving to a new city um, and how to make friends and all of that. So definitely check that out. It's one of our earlier episodes. This one says, don't. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I mean, again, everyone has different perspectives. This next person says, don't complain. Find the joy. The perks of knowing people is great. The community rocks. So again, two sides, two sides of the coin. It's a whole new world and be ready to be out in nature 24-7. Dude, that's the best part about getting away from a city is like being able to see the stars and just oh my gosh. So exist nice. in nature without just constant giant buildings everywhere. Wow, this is hilarious. This person said, find a good playlist of city noises to play at night. That is so <laughs> funny because I'm here playing my, of your birds. my uh, birds in the morning to feel like I'm in the countryside. And she has a city night playlist. Wow. The grass is always greener, right? Explore. There are many small businesses and parks to make friends. Keep in mind that everything closes early and almost nothing is open on Sundays. Oh, that would be That's tough. That's so true. I forgot about that. All the stores would close at like 6 p.m. Because uh, it was like, you know, the family is running it. Right, and, and then you're like, home. what do you do after that? Learn that everyone who knows everyone. Oh, learn that everyone knows everyone and anything you say might get back around. Dude, that's so true. In a small school, small town, anything. I saw a tweet one time that was like, someone in one of my New York friends asked what it's like to be from a small town. And all I could come up with was, it feels like being added to a group chat that you never asked to be a part of. <laughs> Oh my god, that's I think so that's funny. so accurate. A lot of these are kind of the cons of a small town, so don't take that personally if you love your small town. This is just advice for people to be prepared for. Be prepared to have everyone in town know your business and be prepared for slower internet. Don't be afraid of the kindness in others. People genuinely want to get to know you. Yeah, that's I always do love funny. That. That's really sweet. It is, but then it's like I get used to, you know, being away from that. And then I'll like go back home to Oregon and it feels like everyone is flirting with you because everyone is so friendly and like so asking nice. you questions and like, what are you doing this weekend and all that? And it's just the normal conversation to them. But I'm like, what do you want from me? Like, this is a very minimal interaction. <laughs> yeah, this one along the same line says, be polite. Check your big city cockiness at the state line, please. <laughs> with the little uh, <laughs> emoji of a farmer woman. So I love that. I'll have to remember that next time. One of the advice pieces is just move to a big city, lol. Yeah. This one says, get involved with things in the community. I think that that definitely goes the same for wherever you are, but it's probably more on a whole whole town scale in a small town, but on in a big city, you have to find your pockets like we talked about. But getting involved is never a bad idea wherever you're going. Get ready for it to be less fast paced and the time to adjust to that. Yes. I think also like so many people in cities just get used to like trying to keep up with everyone around them and like go, go, go. And it seems like everyone's going like 20 miles an hour. Well, that's not the right phrase. Everyone's going like a mile a minute, like in, you know, trying to achieve these goals and go so fast and all of that. Um, and in small towns, like it really is just a slower pace often. And so, yeah, you know, give yourself grace and time to adjust to it, but also embrace it and like let that be 
you know, a helpful part of your own, your own habits and your own lifestyle and kind of embrace that to the degree that it helps you and not feel that you need to like overcompensate and still keep up with that go, 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 because it's not really the same as cities. And yeah, that's a good thing too. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe it would just feel like you're on vacation a lot. Like, and I'm it not... does when you live in a vacation town and you're yeah, serving I'm... everyone's ice cream who's on vacation. And I mean, yeah, little 14 year old Christy. Yes, very much so. I'm not sure that we gave any like actual great advice on this podcast. Um, but I feel like it's just interesting to discuss the differences as you know, in our own experiences of living in multiple places that kind of have different sizes and different communities and just different dynamics within them um, and going from one to the other. And it's always, you know, the initial shock. And I think also what's crazy is like, you don't realize how adjusted you are until you go back. Like Mm -hmm. the first time, even moving to college in California where it was, you know, Orange County, it was a smaller town, Orange, which isn't even small, I would say. Um, But in comparison to like a big city, but And then going back to Oregon and, like, just driving home from the airport, I was like, I forgot how many trees there were in this Mm -hmm. state. And it's just those funny things where it's, like, it's kind of like there's no better mirror than an old friend. And I think that's true about, you know, revisiting old places, too, or, like, the towns where you grew up or small towns going back to them later on. And it really shows you just how much has changed, like, in yourself and in what you've become accustomed to and everything. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it would be hard to like move back to a small town permanently at this point, but it's always the adjustment period that's tough. And then you don't even realize that you're used to it until, you know, something like jolts you out of it. And you're like, wait a second, that was, that used to be normal to me, but now this is like completely second nature. So whether you're moving to a big city or a small town, um, you know, just give yourself grace and embrace the new opportunities that come with either one but it will and take also time. realize that you it's you know obviously there are factors but like you don't if you are in a big city and you really don't think it's for you like you know life is long and you can change that and you can move you know you can make it a goal to work towards same if you're in a small town and you really are over it and you really want to work towards moving in a big city you know you don't have to stay put you know, obviously, you know, I know people have jobs and like cost of living and I recognize that, but like you can make it something to work towards, you know, and you don't have to feel completely stuck. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We love to keep the conversation going because obviously like we're only two people and we'd love to hear more beyond just the stories that we shared. But if you guys want to comment any other advice that you didn't hear us talk about on this episode or anything like we are always happy to hear it in the comments of our latest Instagram post. So check it out at fingers crossed pod on Instagram. We are always over there getting your input and your stories and everything. And we love reading them. So we really do appreciate anyone who took the time to write them. And if you're here, if you're listening to this, it probably means that you enjoyed the episode. I'm just guessing because you still didn't click out. So I would say if you're here, like maybe give us a little review on Apple Podcasts, maybe a little five stars if you feel so inclined. It does really help us out and promote the show. So we really appreciate it. So thanks for yeah. listening. As Thank always, you guys, we love you and we appreciate all your support here with us at Fingers Crossed. And we'll catch you next week. Keep your fingers crossed. Bye. Do it. Cross them. Bye.